Chapter 4 He Gets a New Boss as Bad as Himself Mr. Badman went to a man of his own trade who was very much like himself. In this way the wicked joined hand in hand, and there he served out his time. Then he surely had his heart's desire when he found himself employed by one so like himself. Yes, he did, but God gave it to him in his anger. What do you mean? I mean the same as I said before. It was by God's providence for a wicked man to be turned out from working and living with a good man to go into the house of a wicked man to live is a sign of the anger of God. By such judgments God says this to such a man, You wicked one, you don't love me, my ways, or my people. You throw my law and good counsel behind your back. Come, I will direct your course in my wrath. You will be turned over to the ungodly and placed in the school of the devil. There I will leave you to sink and swim in sin until I visit you with death and judgment. And so this was another judgment that came on this young bad man. You've spoken the truth, because in effect, by such a judgment, God undeniably says that he will take them out of the hand of the just, and bind them up in the hand of the wicked, and carry them to a place they can readily imagine. It is one of the saddest demonstrations of God's anger that happens to such people, for several reasons. By this judgment, such a person is put out of the way from under the ways ordinarily used to do good to the soul. A family where godliness is professed and practiced is God's established rule, the place which he has appointed to teach young ones the way and fear of God. Scripture, for I know him, that he will command his sons and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do righteousness and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Genesis 18, verse 19. So to be put out of such a family and placed into a wicked one, like Mr. Badman was, must be in judgment and a sign of the anger of God. For in ungodly families men learn to forget God, to hate goodness, and to distance themselves from the ways of those who are good. In bad families, they have continually fresh examples and incitements to evil, along with new encouragements, too. What's more is that in such places, evil is commended, praised, well spoken of, and those who do it are applauded. To be sure, this is a drowning judgment. Such places are hangouts where the infernal spirits walk, Spirits that continually poison the thoughts and minds of one person or another in such families, so they can then poison others. For that reason, watch for it, and you will usually see one or two in wicked families are more cunning in wickedness than others. Such people are Satan's conduits, for through their crafty ways and wickedness, he conveys the spawn of hell through them into the ears and souls of their companions, and when they have conceived wickedness, they labor in pain with it, like a woman with child does, until the child is brought forth and delivered. Scripture, behold, he travails with iniquity, and has conceived of his own work, and brought forth falsehood. 
Psalm 7, verse 14. Some men, as is suggested here in this verse and hinted at before, have a kind of mystical but hellish coming together with the devil, who is the father, and their soul the mother of sin and wickedness. Once they have conceived by him, when it is finished, they bring forth both sin and their own damnation. Scripture Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. James 1 verse 15 How much it must concern parents who love their children that when their children leave home, they are placed with good families, where they can learn to abstain from evil and to follow what is good. It certainly does concern them. It also concerns them when they take children into their families, for they understand that they need to pay attention to which children they receive. For a young man's name, development, and family can quickly be damaged by taking in a bad boy because the influence of one wicked and filthy apprentice can also hinder his peace, as well as his disciplined pursuit after God and godliness. True, one sinner destroys much good. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 18 And a poor man is better than a liar. Proverbs 19, verse 22, KJV. But many times a man can't help it, because he is taken in at the beginning, when the wicked appear honest and show promise, but in a short time they prove to be true rogues, like young bad men. That is also true, but when a man does the best he can, he can have confidence that the blessing of God will follow, or that he will still have peace if things do go contrary to his wishes. But if Mr. Badman and his boss agree to such an extent, I'm talking about his last master, the one who was so much like him, I mean, since they were so well matched for wickedness. Like I told you, this second employer was bad enough, but he still often quarreled or disagreed with young Badman, and scolded him and sometimes even beat him for his rebellious behavior. What? Even though he was so bad himself? This is like the proverb which says, The devil corrects vice. It's like I've said, you have to understand that bad man's ways weren't suited to his master's profits. If he could have filled his boss's purse with his badness, like the woman we read about in Acts 16 verse 16 did, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a Pythian spirit met us which brought her masters much gain by divination. He would certainly have been his favored employee, but this was not the case with young Badman. As a result, though his boss and he were well-suited enough overall, they still differed on some things. For instance, young Badman neglected his boss's business to go to the whorehouse, and he also deceived his boss while attempting to seduce his daughters with lewdness and other similar corrupt behavior. It's no wonder, then, that they disagreed on these points. And while that is understandable, it wasn't just that his boss opposed these acts themselves, because he could do that while he was an apprentice, but it was that bad men, by his sin, spoiled his business, and so damned his boss. If young bad man's wickedness had tended to lean to his boss's advantage all the time, like swearing, lying, deceiving, cheating, 
and defrauding customers for his boss's benefit. He wouldn't have had a cross word from his boss, but this wasn't Mr. Badman's way, for he only sometimes worked for his boss's advantage. He tied that all together well, even the young woman we read about in Acts. There usually is a distinct difference between the wicked and wicked deeds of their servants. Sadly, when men are wicked themselves, they still greatly hated in others, not simply because it's wickedness, but because it opposes their interests. Take, for example, the woman in Acts. Do you think her masters would have been troubled at the loss of her ability if it didn't cause them to lose profits? No, I'll assure you that for all they cared, she could have gone to the devil. But when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, then they decided to persecute Paul. Scripture They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Acts 16, verses 19 through 20 But Mr. Badman's boss sometimes suffered loss by Mr. Badman's sins, and then Badman and he were at odds. Poor Badman! It seems there was no way he could please such a man at all times. No, he couldn't, for the reasons I've already explained to you. But don't bad employers condemn themselves in condemning the badness of their apprentices and employees? Yes, they condemn in others the very things they have allowed in themselves. And the time will come when every sentence which has gone out of their own mouths against the sins of others while they live and take pleasure in the same sin, will return with violence on their own heads. Scripture For with the judgment with which ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with the measure with which ye measure, ye shall be measured again. Matthew 7, verse 2 The Lord pronounced judgment against Baasha for all his evils in general, but also in particular because he was like the house of Jeroboam and because of having smitten him. 1 Kings 16, verse 7 This is Mr. Badman's boss's case. He's like his man, and yet he beats him. He is like his man, and yet he criticizes him for being bad. But why didn't young Badman run away from this evil man like he ran away from the first boss? If I'm not mistaken, the reason was this. In the house of the first man, godliness ruled, and young bad man couldn't endure that. Even though he had better food, lodging, work, time, and more by this first boss's pay than he ever had by his last boss, all this couldn't satisfy him because godliness was promoted there. He couldn't put up with the praying, reading of scriptures, and the hearing and repeating of sermons, he couldn't stomach being told about his sins in a sober and godly way. There's a great difference in the manner of reprimand. Wicked men can't put up with hearing their sins spoken against from a godly person. Yes, there's definitely a big difference. This last boss of Mr. Badman's would tell Mr. Badman about his sins in Mr. Badman's own dialect. By this, I mean, he would swear, curse, and damn when he told him about his sins. Badman put up with this manner of reprimand better than being confronted in a godly way. Besides, 
When this last master's passions and rage were over, he'd laugh at and make merry with the sins of bad men, which pleased young bad men. Nothing hurt bad man's feelings but blows, and he only had a few of those once he was pretty well grown up. For the most part, when his boss raged and swore, he'd just match him, oath for oath, and curse for curse, at least secretly, for as long as his tirade lasted. This was hellish living. It surely was, and a man might say that under the employment of this man, young bad man matured more and more in wickedness as well as in his trade. He came away from his time there with his own inclination to sin, his acquaintance with his three companions and with the wickedness he saw in his last boss. With all these, he became a thorough, genuine sinner. And I think he was even charged with having a bastard child before he finished his apprenticeship. It seems he survived to finish his apprenticeship. But what did he do then? Well, he went home to his father, and like a loving, tender-hearted father, he received him into his house. And what transpired there? It turns out that the reason he went home was for money, so he could establish himself. He stayed at home only for a short time, and during that time he refrained the best he could from his dishonorable ways, for fear his father would find him unacceptable and refuse or hold back from giving him money for a while. Yet even then he had his times when he filled his lusts with his companions. But he used to keep all of this hidden from sight. He was glad to see his old acquaintances, and they were glad to see him, and to be polite. He accommodated them with a bottle or two of wine or a dozen or two of drink.